Welcome to the Trio Blood Podcast. I am your host, Christian Creasy. I'm Lionel Chapman. I'm Charles. In today's episode, we are going to discuss our top five favorite slasher horror films and the music that goes along with them. So, how are you guys doing? I'm great. I'm great. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Great. Got my Every- T on, representing the pot. Yeah. yeah. Looking Definitely. at Looking and smelling like that new money. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. T-shirts on the way. Yes, sir. Trio blood. Yes. All hats, right. Hats as well. All right. So you guys want to get jump right into it? Jump right on into it. Yeah. All we, right. We're going to uh, start with number five. Number five. Child's Play. Child's Play. 1988, directed by Tom Holland. Yes. Written by Don Mancini. Yes, yes. Yes. So... What was so unique about this film? The actual puppet by itself. And I recently found out that it took maybe about 15 people to get Chucky going. Legs, eyes, blinking, nose, mouth. That was an insane job for those crew members. So just imagine how in sync everybody needs to to be blinking and turning his his, his head and all Everything the facial all, expressions. All of it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah, I think uh, that was wild when I found out how many people was con- doing that. Yeah. You know, and no CGI either. It's crazy. Uh, I think no. a kid, a kid, oh, uh, a child was a stand-in of uh, one of the, ch- uh, the children of one of the uh, people on set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, one of the uh, stunt doubles. Yeah. Especially when they did the running and the uh, when he was walking slow. Mm-hmm. With the knife after he was burnt to a crisp, yeah, and stuff like that. So I got a fun fact. What's that? Did you know the original title of the film was Blood Brothers? No, 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 no. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. So what? Blood Brothers. What? What was that about? Yeah. Uh, Chucky was originally uh, came from Andy's uh, rage. Mm. He invited. He embodied. Uh, Andy's rage, you know, uh, the original script had nothing to do with uh, Charles Lee Ray at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That would have been uh, quite a different movie. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Different take and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would have been interesting. Very. Yeah. I think also what make that film so unique is the uh, because it's a doll. Yes. And back then, you know, the hottest toy was the Cabbage Back doll. Mm-hmm. I used to have one when I was like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, it's, with it's, that one tooth, <laughs> it's just the uniqueness of, of the dolls and how everyone, and I mean everyone, at some point had that one doll that just kind of followed you throughout the room wherever you went. It just seemed like the eyes followed you. So to have a doll as a serial killer or slasher was very unique. Yeah, especially the voice. Oh, oh. the voice played a big part, as you can Man. see in the remake. Crazy, yeah, which was made in our hometown of Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, that's right, right there on diversity. Yes, yes, that's right. Another classic film, another classic, another. And number four, we have one of my favorite, if not my all time favorite, slasher film A Nightmare on Elm Street, yes. written and directed by Wes Craven, 1984. Nice now. That movie, like, literally changed the game. Mm-hmm. Because uh, 
you have so many of the killers that didn't speak, like Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers. But when Freddie came along and spoke, that like changed the game. Right. And what's so unique about that movie is that it took place in a dream world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mom and dad can protect us in the real world. Mm-hmm. But one place that still to this true today, that parents can't protect us is in our dreams. True, true. And that and that, and that movie just when I saw that movie when I was young, that's it, it just like, whoa. You know, did you, uh, here's a fun fact. Did you know the inspiration of Nightmare on Elm Street is based on an actual true story that Rex Quaven read in an article? Did you guys know that? No, I didn't know that. So it was this uh, refugee's family that was leaving after the uh, fall of Pol Pot. Okay. And um, their child would never go to sleep. Child always like scared to go to sleep because every time he went to sleep he always screamed and saying that something was after him so one night while the family was watching a movie the child finally went to sleep and relieved the dad you know he was like wow mm-hmm. so he took the child in the room put him in the bed but but in the middle of the night they heard the child scream in terror and when they got to the room, he was dead. Damn. Yeah. And so Wes Craven, after he read that, it's like, I got to make a movie about that. You know. So that's how uh, Nightmare on M Street came along. And also a fun fact, like the scene when Nancy takes the uh, coffee pot from underneath her bed. Mm-hmm. They found out when they went in there, the kid was doing that. The kid oh, wow. was drinking black coffee and had a... Uh, uh, staying awake, medication pills and stuff that he was doing, just like Wes put all that what he got from the article into the movie. That's why you see Nancy taking a black coffee pot out of there, and her taking, uh, or you see some Nightmare on Elm Street's uh, 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 pictures that you know they taking pills mm-hmm. to stay awake, especially the coffee pot. That's what he got it from. Did you know that the name Fred Krueger was real originally from uh, the name of a bully in Wes Craven? Yeah, yeah. I, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's Talk crazy. about your real-life inspirations coming <laughs> to life on film. Man. <laughs> hey, did you know that, uh, like, that long trench, or not the trench coat, but the hat uh-huh. uh, came from, uh, 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 like, a thing like this wino that Wes described as a kid that used to scare the crap out of him? Man. That night he used to walk by his house and Wes used to peep outside the window and he used to walk and he just stare at him and scared the heck out of him. That's real creepy. Yeah, and every time Wes would stick his head back up, he didn't move. He just stared at him, you know. Yeah. What, so. I, what I really uh, liked about the movie was uh, Freddie was always in the shadows, in the, especially in the first two films. He stayed in the shadows. Yeah. Know? He stayed in uh but also is that uh, what's crazy about it that since he in the uh, supernatural world, if you want to mm-hmm. say, or the uh, the dream post, world, postal malfunction. <laughs> 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 but but is that like this is the guy that knows your your your, your secret? Yeah, like he knows everybody's dirty secret. 
like he knows like like for the ladies what kind of panties you're wearing yeah. and for the guys what kind of underwear you got like he knows every single part of it. all your fears all your fears and all your vulnerabilities and he prays on them yeah. you know yeah. well see that is one of those things that makes this character unique iconic and one of the most uh what well-known slashers yep um Besides all of those things, his actual weapon of choice. Yes. The finger really knife. Unique. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was very creative. Yeah. Very. Everyone but had like pickaxes or big knives or whatever have you, but they created a glove with knives on it. I love the intro. Very yeah, when so. he's working on like right. something that yeah. that that's what Wes said too. Like he wanted to create something that's something that he built himself too, mm-hmm. which is very creative. And I have a pair of those. I like that uh, that uh, that's uh, the sound on the score, right? Right, be, right when he uh, makes the glove, then you hear this this sound, and then oh, it says it yeah. creepy. Now the now the music was off the chisane that music uh composed by uh charles bernstein shout out to charles bernstein uh we hope to talk to you well like sit down and ask you what was the real inspiration because that music that that when that when i hear that man that just just creeps the hell out of me Makes you uneasy, definitely. Yeah, and it's like, oh, snap. And also, what I love, they took the old nursery rhyme. Mm-hmm. That was sick. Yeah. One, two's pretty coming for you. Yeah. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, six, grab your groups of fix. Seven, eight, don't stay up late. Nine, ten. Back again. No, never sleep again. That was that was very creative, you know. But with that music, I think it's so iconic today, and it still uh, has so much influence that I believe, like, you know, uh, you can play that, and most people know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Most people say, "Oh, that's nightmare." You know, just like the other ones from, like, uh, Halloween. I got uh, one one more fun fact before we get into our next uh, choice. Mm-hmm. Did you know that uh, the film was shot on the same location that uh, I Love Lucy was no, filmed? I didn't know that. Yes. That's, wow. Yes. I didn't know that. I love Lucy. I love you, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> also, I do have another fact. Did you know the boiler room? scenes that was shot was in a bandit prison that was condemned by the state of California. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they had Hephaestus. So that whole crew and they were sucking up Hephaestus. That's crazy. <laughs> they didn't know until later on. Mm-hmm. So so that, that brings us to our third choice. Friday the 13th, 1980, Sean Cunningham. Yeah. Now that Nah, I, I got to start it off. Did anybody, anybody see 
the antagonist being a woman. No, I did no. not. That I was the not. kicker. That was the kicker. I that was not. like, uh, like what you call it in in boxing the the punch, the knockout punch. Yes, that you didn't see. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. With a turtleneck on. <laughs> With a turtleneck on. Right. <laughs> you know. But just the the way this film uses the point of view as the killer, mm-hmm. it makes it mysterious. Yeah. And when the final reveal of who the, the killer is, you take it back even, even more because, again, it's a female. During this time, I don't believe we had too many female um, antagonists or slasher killers maybe no i, I don't, I, don't I think can't so. i can't recall either no. i think to me i think she's like the uh first one to me yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's what make that movie very unique and also uh to take it from a different perspective it's like you can feel for her like in so, in some way, in some way, even though, look, it's still wrong to kill those counselors because they didn't have nothing to do with your yeah. son being killed and drowned because of the camp counselors that wasn't doing their damn job yeah. mm-hmm. of supervising this and making sure all the kids are safe, especially her son, you know. But mm-hmm. I can, but in a in a way. Uh, you can't understand where she's coming from because now they re trying to reopen this place back up after mm-hmm. what just happened and she's f- taking upon herself if someone can say vigilante justice if you want to say mm-hmm. to make sure this doesn't probably happen to other children that come into the camp because but then again you know i'm just trying to say a different perspective if you see it from her point of view uh because from my point of view, no. Hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> they didn't have nothing to do with it. <laughs> but uh but but yeah, that's that's what I love about it too, because nobody didn't expect this woman. Give, give props to Harry Fred Medini who did the score for uh, Friday the thirteenth. Yes. yes. You know. Yes, Chicago own. Yes, 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 yes. Shout out. Yeah. And it wasn't too many people that were using like orchestras to make um a horror score no. during that time, you know. So that definitely put this score on a different level. Yeah. Yeah, and the inspiration he came up with that, uh, all these years I used to thought it was but it wasn't. In the film, he used her lines, like, kill her, mommy, kill her. And he took kill and ma, and he put that through an echo machine at the time. And he got on the mic and started and saying, So it's actually, you hear the music, is he saying, Kill her mommy. Kill, kill, kill mommy. Kill, kill, kill mommy. So, those of you out there, that's what he's really saying. Kill her mommy. The mom was very strong. Very. <laughs> it was some, some in a turtleneck. Some, some in a, in a hot ass turtleneck. <laughs> it was in the middle of the summer. It was some kills, you know. I'm like, damn, the mom did that. Yeah. Right. You know. Word of piece of advice: If anybody uh wants to talk to you guys out there, especially in doing this season of summer, and they got on a long sleeve, hot ass 
turtleneck or a sweater, run. With a raincoat. Run like hell. Right, right. Because ain't no way in heck. Uh, don't hitch no ride with somebody who's wearing a hot ass turtleneck. Do not hitch <laughs> when it's like ninety five degrees. <laughs> right, right. So that brings us to number two. Our number two choice is my bloody Valentine. Yeah, which was uh, directed in the year I was born, nineteen eighty one. Damn you, old <laughs> as hell. <laughs> Yippity. Uh, but this character. Um, the minor, and I'm sorry, but this poster's getting on my nerve. <laughs> <laughs> but the character, the minor, is very unique yeah. in so many ways. Um, he still has that mysterious feel. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, folks, we had a poster malfunction, oh, but that's all right. We keep the we keep this yeah, party going. Just use it as my pillow. <laughs> But man trying to get me. The miners there had that mysterious feel um, with the, the, the uniqueness of the, the, the costume that he had on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's made it creepy, too, because just like we discussed in last episode, that uh, the fear that anything could happen or the creativity of things that, you know, that, those minor costumes can be creepy. Creepy. Yeah. And that's what made it so unique and it's creative, too. Yeah. You know. Timing. Location was everything. Uh, just a creepy time. Yeah. Uh, even with the hard candies, I think that gave us some inspiration today for Valentine's. You know, you get a box of chocolates, open oh, it yeah. up. It's a live heart inside, you know. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> <laughs> for real, that's creepy. And you know that, that f- also a fun fact, my bloody Valentine uh, was created based on the trend, too. After Halloween, all the studios start doing these horror movies based on um, that relates to holidays, like such as April Fools, Black Christmas, Black Christmas. Yes, um, 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 uh, what is it? Uh, Happy birthday to me. Yeah, and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah. uh, so yeah, that's that, that that was unique. So, if you haven't seen it, check out check my it. bloody Valentine. Check it out. Eighty one. At number one, we have Halloween. Yes. 1978. Directed and written by John Carpenter. Produced by John Carpenter and Deborah, Deborah Hill. Hill. Also, she was a writer, too. She was co-writer. Yeah. Yes. 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 Shout out and rest in peace to Deborah Hill. Rest in peace. Yeah. Now, that movie, I believe, like, like definitely still changed the game. It will forever be one of my favorite movies. Mine too, and and, and um, just a classic, man. It's just defined of the definition of the boogeyman. Yeah, for sure. I think what made it so unique too is like what John Carpenter said that like Michael is like the force of the wind. Mm-hmm. Like that's what makes him scary. You don't know when he's coming. It's just that he surprises you. To me, he's like a ninja. Yeah. Like, he just hides in the shadows. He sees you. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing about it, for a person who doesn't speak, he, he has the ability to speak. And he's so calculated. Mm-hmm. And he just, boom, come out of nowhere and, and kills you yeah. and stuff like that. But fun fact, did you know that the Michael Myers mask 
was based on a Captain Kirk mask. It was actually an original Captain Kirk mask. William Shatner. Yes, shout out to William Shatner. Uh, well, Tom Wallace was saying that he went to the costume shop and he ended up buying two masks. One was the clown and one was the Captain Kirk mask. Then he went back to set and they tried on the, the clown and it was creepy. It, it was creepy and scary. And um, so what he did was they all said, okay, let's try the other one, the Captain Kirk. So what Tom Wallace did, he said he took away the eyebrows. Uh, he widened up the eyes and he spray painted the face and he, uh, you know, got the hair out, you know, or smoothed the hair back. I think that's what he did. Uh-huh. And when he put, and when he came out, when he came out, man, he said the hush fell right over the crew, the cast and crew. Mm-hmm. Everybody just got silent because everybody was like creeped out. I like the the scene that's creepy when he's uh, when she looks out the window. He stands there by the laundry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Because yeah. what made it so creepy is with that mask is that when he widened the eyes, mm-hmm. if you actually look in it, it's nothing but pure blackness, which mm-hmm. represents nothing but pure evil. Mm-hmm. You know, because that mask is creepy. Mm-hmm. Creepy. I mean, even today, if you, like, somebody would wear it, I would wear somebody. It's just, it's just creepy because of the eyes. Mm-hmm. And those eyes is just, like, pure blackness, pure nothingness. Pure, just pure evil and what's unique was was the doctor the actor donald pleasant rest in peace donald yes. Lewis, he did a, 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 a amazing amazing job and what i love about it is that even though he was a psychologist therapist uh he didn't use like the signs or the mental health issues or to make like excuse but he knew he's like look let's just put all that crap aside this guy's evil let's kill him (laughs) he is pure 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 evil he is pure 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 evil and that's it (laughs) (laughs) and the score oh my god yeah carpenter did his thing on this yes and fun fact about the score uh john carpenter's father taught him music he said he gave him a pair of uh, bongos mm-hmm. and taught him five four times so when you hear do, 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 that's where he got it from nice so he went on the piano when he was doing the score and played the octaves and he came up with do, 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 do. and the people in the movie theaters every time that came on it was closing their ears because mm-hmm. it was so creepy <laughs> until this day like just like with nightmare on elm street Halloween, that every time you hit, man, it still has an impact because you know heads will turn when that music plays. Right, I think I use that for people for, as a ringtone when people call me and I don't want to talk to. <laughs> the creepiest, the, cre- the creepiest sound in that film is the. That was yeah, yeah. That was that was more creepier to me than the do 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 do. You think so? Yeah. You know, yeah. So yeah, man. These these movies, man, like had a big influence, and and will and will forever. For will forever, and it they changed the culture. Kept the slasher genre going. 
Yeah. Which is it's sort of dying out right now. Um, but those films really opened the door to get so many quote unquote copycats and uh, slasher films. Yeah. So, yeah. So that ain't any final thoughts or anything? You can follow us. Yes, follow us on on YouTube, Trio Blood. You can follow us on IG. Yes, Trio Blood. Subscribe. Subscribe. Like. Like. Follow. Yes. And you know what? Comment your favorite slasher and the reason why. And we can keep this conversation going for quite some time, I believe. Yes. So stay tuned. <laughs> so... And that concludes our episode. I hope you guys can enjoy. So to stay tuned next time. Ha ha ha.